Hello, Broski. How are you, Jules? How are you doing? Mate, I'm pretty well. Listen, a stunning result for Sydney FC. I don't want to start with that. I want to build up to that, if that's okay. All right. Uh, by you. <laughs> uh, Newcastle Jets, Western United, 1-0. Uh, uh, Nicky Rikovitsa, it's nice to see him still running around. It's sort of this is a, a bit of a left-field question. How old is Nicky now? I'll just... Oh, good question, mate. He'd definitely be, I'd say, into his early, if not mid-30s. So he's had a, a good career, obviously, mm. in his early days here in the A-League and um, went overseas and, and did quite well. And I think he's he's coming home to um, to finish his career and, and, and hopefully on a high. Yeah, he always had that speed, didn't he? I wonder why he didn't mm. play more for the national team. But Apostolos Stamatolopoulos uh, came back to haunt his former club. He did, and um, look, he's he's having a very good season. He's got a couple of goals now, and it was, to be fair, a very impressive uh, result by the Jets under Robbie Stanton. They're still finding their way with a new manager and and, uh, and a new way of playing, but they've been exciting. They've been very positive. Um, you know, we saw last week against the Wanderers on the counter attack how dangerous they were, um, and again, uh, you know, this weekend against Western United, who themselves are. They're struggling, you know, a lot of changes to their squad um, with Johnny Aloisi there and, and just haven't really quite clicked yet, which, uh, to be fair, a lot of teams haven't. But uh, for West United, another, yeah, disappointing loss and, and they're sort of languishing down the bottom there in the early stages. And, and for the Jets, under Robbie Stanton, like I said, very, very positive signs. Yeah, their first win of the season. Well done to the mighty Jets. Now, uh, this team, a lot of people pre-season thought they were a very good chance of claiming the title. I speak of the Wanderers, uh, Marco Rudin. You know his tremendous work ethic has got them firing at the moment. And an impressive win 2-0 over Perth Glory. Goals to Clisby and to Tate Russell. Yeah, very impressive in, in you know, some very difficult conditions. It was uh, quite hot, hot yesterday. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, the Wanderers, unfortunately, in a couple of weekends uh, have been forced to play in some very, very trying conditions. But they handled it well. They, there was a professional performance from them, some very good goals. But um, against a very tricky Perth team, I think from, from week to week, Perth, was, they're still trying to figure themselves out, also under a new manager. Um, well, and and provided it, yeah. some... Yeah, they provided some some uh, yeah opportunities of their own and, and headaches for the Wanderers. But the result, I think the Wanderers needed, especially after their inconsistent start to the season. They started, like you said, heading into the season, um, somewhat favourites by many. And, um, you know, they started poorly in, in round one, bounced back to win 5-0 and then 2-all going down 2-0 two, two early against the Jets last week. So... Yeah, very inconsistent still from the Wanderers, given the squad they have, but I'm sure they will click in the gear pretty soon and um, you know start to show that, that form that we know those quality players can give. Yeah, just reading, Tate Russell's first goal since returning from a torn ACL, uh, sidelined him for the entirety of last season. He's first in 588 days. Uh, did you ever have wow. a goal drought that long, Broski? <laughs> oh, mate, if I did, I wouldn't have lasted very long <laughs> as a striker. But, uh, look, great, great to see him back after that injury and, and scoring again. I mean, it just would, would do wonders for, you know, wonders for his confidence and, and being back out onto the pitch. And, um, yeah, no, no, if I had a drought that long, mate, like I said, my yeah, career would have been a lot shorter. <laughs> you know, I'm always curious about the psychology of bounce-back factor. You know, we saw Melbourne City get a win after parting company with Rado Vidicic and, of course, uh, Stevie Corica, part of company with the Sky Blues. Ufuk Talley, highly regarded manager, comes into the fold. And, you know, Cooper Stadium's it's it's a tough away venue, as you know, Broski, but, wow, I, I don't think anybody saw this result coming. 5-1 Sydney FC, Joe Lolly superb. Oh, incredible. Nobody saw it coming, I doubt. You know, and, and we heard even Joe Lolly after the game saying that, you know, they expected... Um, a, a response definitely after after what happened midweek, uh, but 
yeah, to see the performance they put in, especially in that first half, 4-0, and, and the game pretty much put to bed so early. Look, it, it was just one of them things. You know, I had a, a few texts from people saying, um, you know, where, where's this been and, and how is it possible, you know, from week to week. Oh. Uh, for me, it just seemed like one of those days. You know, that, that could have happened whether Corica was there or not. It just was a game where Joe Lolly cuts into onto that left, left foot every week and, um, you know, he's not as successful as he was last night, put it that way. I mean, last night, just everything that sort of fell to him, he was uh, he was scoring. So it was one of those nights, I think, for him, for the squad. But look, in all fairness to Uffie, he did make a few changes. He brought in young Kacharski, who himself got a, a double. And, yeah. and I think has been crying out for some more game time himself. So that'll be fantastic for him. But I think the side of it that we haven't really seen from Sydney is is just how aggressive they were. Defensively, you know, they, they were really putting Adelaide under pressure and, and from from way deep in their half and forcing them to come out and make mistakes in their own half. And that's the side of Sydney that we haven't seen in a long time. Sydney have typically been, you know, happy to sit back and let teams come at them and let play let them play. And then when they win the ball, they've got the quality to go forward. But for me, I've always been, you know, one and, and given off the way that we used to play, um, you know, in the back stages of my career. When, when you put pressure on teams in their in their half and force them into mistakes. It makes him so much easier. So that was a part of, of what Uffie's brought in this, you know, early stages that I really liked. Just, just on Adelaide United, obviously this season getting used to life without Craig Goodwin. They're preparing to get used to life without Nestoria or Akunda. The, the news that broke the other night, uh, uh, ported $5.6 million transfer to, to Bayern Munich. Uh, just, I guess, gazing for the crystal ball at the moment, Alex, uh, can you see maybe Bayern loaning him back to, to Adelaide? Uh, what do you think is going to happen from here on in? Because uh, we see with the Garan Quile example, it's wonderful that our young talent gets identified and they can go to stronger leagues. But one thing I hate to see with these young stars going overseas is then being parked on the bench and not getting game time. Look, and, and that is the difficult part of it. We have seen it with, with Quile. We've seen it with uh, Daniel Azani when he went and, and he got a a big injury which hampered his sort of European stint as well. But it's one of those things. I think that it's just the, the fact that we don't produce that many, um, you know, super quality young players. If you look overseas, there's a lot of, uh, you know, these clubs do it all the time. Chelsea, Bayern Munich, the big clubs in the world, they get players and they loan them out all around the world. And, you know, they only need a few of them to stick or to end up being superstars. And yeah. they, they bring them back and, and they, they keep their their wheels turning. But for us to see, you know, such incredible young players, and, and it is very rare that we see a player like Yuran Kunda and, and how special he is, we hope that everything turns out well. But the reality is it's difficult, you know. You need you need Bayern to... Um, I don't think they'll loan him back to Australia. My guess is they'll try and, you know, get him playing in Europe and, and used to the, the rigours of European football. Mm. So I think they'll put him into a, a league in... Um, you know, one of the lower leagues in Europe to really uh, push himself and, and allow himself to um, to grow as a player at, in that scene. But from there, I mean, so much needs to go your way. You, you need injury, you need to stay injury free. You need the coach to believe in you. You need to be played in the right position. The team that you're in, you need to click with and, and continue that form that he's showing. So there's a lot of pressure on him. I feel like he's just got that confidence about him to take whatever comes at him and, and do well. He's an excited. Honestly, he's a, he's a player we haven't really seen before. I know Kual was, was super exciting, Daniel Arzani as well, but I really think what 
you know, Iran Kunda has shown in his early days is like nothing we've, we've seen here in this country. The, the power is, is frightening. You know, my son, what he does every morning, he just flicks on YouTube clips and they're a top ten. And he's, it was great because he loves the history and he's asking me all these questions about Roberto Carlos, who, you know, of course, prosecuted those pile driver <laughs> legs. I said, have a look at this kid, 17. Look at the power on his shots. You know, I haven't seen power like that in the A-leg probably ever. No, and he, he's highlight reel already when you look at his, the goals that he scored are, are better than some players that played 15 years in the yeah. competition. So yeah. it is frightening. He's got he's got everything, you know, the pace, the power, the quality on the ball, the finishing. Um, so, again, no surprise that a club like Bayern has taken that interest. I caught the first half of Wolves Spurs last night and then I kind of nodded off and I woke up, I kid you not, <laughs> and, two, and I said, what am I witnessing here? Actually, it wasn't a great performance by Spurs, uh, despite the fact they went 1-0 up early through Brendan Johnson. I thought I thought Wolves, who played a lovely brand of football, it must be said, uh, just, you know, the, they had it all over them. Uh, high press and, you know, the Spurs just looked a bit clunky. I know they had a lot out and this is the test now mm. for Ranch to make the adjustment, you know, without Van de Ven and without Romero and without... Uh, uh, James Madison, importantly. Look, it, it will be. We, we always knew eventually it would come, that test, whether it be, you know, injuries, uh, form, suspensions, and, and it just seems to have hit Ange all in the one, uh, one go. A lot of his good quality players um, were missing this week and, and some of them out until early next year. So, look, it's here now, and, and you're right, I was, I was similar. I mean, it was at a perfect time, 11 o'clock by 12. I was already starting to nod off like you were, but somehow managed to, to stay awake, at, hoping that Ange would hold on, and yeah. just incredible. And, and to, to Wolves' credit, I mean, I, I do think they deserve something out of the game, the way they played, the way they pushed forward, and, and they're a great team at home. But to see it snatched, uh, you know, in the 91st and 96th minute is, is always cruel. I mean, we know Ange's uh, side did it themselves only uh, only a few weeks ago and mm. um you know we, we saw the opposite today so difficult for Ange but look again I thought his comments after were, were good he praised the players that came in knowing that um you know it was a, a new look squad a squad that hasn't played together all that much um and I feel like this international window has come at the right time for him it allows him to to keep this uh or, or to train with this squad that he's going to have for the next few weeks it looks like a, a little bit more and get that cohesion together amongst the squad um, and they'll come out bursting out the box, uh, you know, after the break. Indeed. Uh, I'd love to go through the rest of the round. Unfortunately, we're out of time, Broski. Really appreciate you giving up some of your time on a Sunday. No problem. Thank you.